The time is 7.30 p.m. And that means it's time for Adafruit Show and Tell. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Liz, and I'm guest hosting this evening for Show and Tell. Uh, if you would like to join to show off your project, uh, you can go to the Discord at adafruit.it slash Discord. In the live broadcast chat, there is a link you can join to come into StreamYard, and we will chat with you about your project. Uh, first, we're going to kick things off with uh, some folks at Adafruit, and then we will hear from folks in the community. Uh, so first, let's hear from Jeff. Hello. Boy, that clock must be pretty accurate. That was just exactly to the right minute. Thank you. Yes. We, <laughs> those real-time clocks. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, I've been working for a couple of weeks on adding support for a new kind of display to CircuitPython. And uh, these are called by a number of names, but um, I call them dot clock displays. And basically, the microcontroller manages everything about what's going out to the display. So it sends like the RGB pixel data and horizontal and vertical sync pulses continuously. Mm. And um, this is pretty cool because we hope it's going to enable us to work with a larger range of displays. So anyway, if you want to bring up my screen share, I'll kind of, of show you what's going on. Yeah. And uh, really, I just got this going earlier today. So I don't have a cool demo. I think uh, in Ask an Engineer, Lamore is going to have a little more of a demo because she okay. was taking time putting that together. But uh, I started with this board here, which is from uh, Tindy. It's uh, the brand is Maker Fabs or something, and it's got a 800 by 480 display on it wow. and an ESP32 S3 microcontroller. And it's just switching back and forth here between showing the information about the pinout and the video mode, just because I wanted something to uh, you know show and change. And mm. we've got Blinka up here, so you know it's running CircuitPython. Excellent. And once you've uh, set up your display, and if the board comes with the display, it might automatically start up. Doesn't do that yet, but it might uh, in the future. Then it works just like display IO. So all of your display IO programs will come over and they'll work with like the much bigger display. I, I don't know what the next biggest display is. It's probably what's ever on, whatever's on the, uh, uh, not matrix portal, the uh, high portal, oh, portal. Titano, oh, yeah, which I think is like 480 pixels wide or something. Hmm. Um, this one is 800 by 480. And Display.io is doubling the size of the pixels for the terminal just so we can still read it. Mm. So second up, this is a prototype board that Lamore sent me that she has shown on some of the streams. Yes. And it is running a square 720 by 720 display. Nice. And this display is just so, so sharp. Um, I love it. And so those are the two displays that I've got running and the two boards. This is a development kit from Espressive. It's the ESP32 S3 LCD EV board version 1.4. You can read that right there. Um, and it's got this, uh, I don't know if it's a 480 display or a 720 display. And this one has a touch screen. So I'll be okay. working on those next. This board starts with CircuitPython, but uh, the display doesn't come up yet. Okay. And we've got other fun displays. Again, this is stuff Lamore has shown before but a round display with a touch screen, a different square display, and then these two bar displays. Ones. So, I mean, just whet your appetite and think about what kind of projects you're gonna put these in. This, I don't know, I, I'm imagining like a virtual vending machine because oh. you could have like, like all the different things here. And I don't know why you would make that, but why not have a virtual vending machine? Maybe, I mean, you know, not? you'd have a row of spoons up here and I don't know, cornflakes or whatever you like to eat and just just a little silly thing but i mean so many ideas um 
yeah, so anyway, that is what is up. There is a pull request open that adds this functionality that adds these three boards, um, just the tiniest bit of sample code yet, uh, but we're really excited to get started with this in CircuitPython. Yeah, I'm super excited. It was great to watch you work on this and I've definitely got some big display and weird yeah. display project ideas brewing. So you were telling me really about excited. one of your ideas. What was that? Oh, um, I've had this idea for a bit that uh, the terminal from Severance, where they do the macro data refinement, I, I'd love to do a remake of that where the little numbers are swirling and maybe uh -huh. people could actually interact with it to do that. So with these oh, bigger displays, cool. maybe. maybe so. Yeah, I I want to see if we can do like a live moon phase on this. That would be I think that would look so good. We also um, talked about um, maybe doing an... Uh, a digital analog clock where it's an mm. analog clock face, but digital. So yeah. You know, um, a Mars clock could be fun. Yes. Since the Mars day is a little bit different. I don't know exactly how you display that, but an analog Mars clock. Yes. I oh, see. It's going to be so great. All right. I mean, just so many ideas. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. a lot of fun. Yes. Well, thanks so much, Jeff, for coming by and All right. work on this and looking forward to seeing it. It's uh, fun to be back. I haven't been on for a little while, but this is why. This is why. Yes. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Bye. All right. Next, we're going to hear from Phil B. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Goes good. He mentioned live moon phase clock. You know, yes. tonight is a, a a blue moon, they call it. Yes. It's not actually blue colored. It's just a rare occurrence. Two full moons in a month. Yes. So go look for it in the sky uh, tonight. Anyway, um, we did a project, it was a few years ago, it was a, a D20 die that you roll and it announces the number that it landed on using an accelerometer. Uh, no, it's not great balance. It's it's a project. It's fun. It, yes. It's um, but fun. there's like five PCBs stacked in here at weird mm. angles. And uh, we decided to revisit it using the uh, prop maker uh, feather. And it turns out there's just one board needed now. So five down to one. I won't go into the project because it's going to get covered on Ask an Engineer and there's videos and everything, uh, but the guide is live. Yes. Um, but I did want to mention um, this clear case. That looks uh, so good. This was done with the, the PCB Way service. And we have we have a guide on how to use the PCB Way service. Mm. Um, I actually did this. I mean, it's really cool because I remember there was a period in the 90s where like everything was clear. Yes. You know, it's a little I reminiscent of that. Um, but I actually did it. It was for diagnostic purposes because the board sits at this weird angle inside there. Mm. And I was having trouble visualizing the vectors on the accelerometer. And it's like, if I could see the board and the case at the same time, that would really help me. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but the 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 clear uh, printing from PCB Way is... Uh, it's not the cheapest thing, but there's a price break at two. So it's like, might as well get two. So I sent one off to Noe and uh, built one for myself. Um, don't know what to add there. Just then, <laughs> yeah, like it's, I say, it's that 90s nostalgia it's thing. It's very cool. And they also have a thing where you can um, have a Pantone color. So it, you can do like the kind of like a shaded color. Um, so it's like still translucent, but it's almost kind of like the like the N Nintendo, I think it was like N64 where all those like fun, like see-through colors you can Yeah, I think that, that would actually be even better because the numbers are hard to read. I'm gonna I'm gonna hand paint into the numbers. They're kind of oh, okay. yeah. recessed slightly. So I will paint the numbers, but yeah, with a, a uh, tinted uh, but still translucent dye, that yes. would be like 
perfection. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I'll do an upgrade on that. Ooh, excellent. So Definitely. That's it. Oh, I'll, I'll post a link over on uh, Discord with the uh, the new guide. Awesome. Thanks so much, Philby, and excellent yeah. job on the, the code for that. All right. Have a good night. Enjoy the blue moon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to hear from some folks in the community. We're going to start off with Deshipu. Okay. Hey, Hello. Hey. Uh, so I have two things to show. Okay. First one is, you know about the PyGamer, PyBatch, all those game consoles you yes. can program with CircuitPython, you can make your own games. I've been working on uh, something similar for, for a long time. I, I generally make them compatible with the Adafruit products, but uh, I try to make them a little bit nicer for myself. Okay. So I have one that is... Oh, uh, wow. It's... it's called uh, Microgame 22. Very cool. So, Microgame, U-game. U is for micro. And it, it has this nice 3-inch uh, display. So basically, it's uh, like Gamer with a bigger display. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have all this nice stuff that Gamer has, like accelerometer, neopixels, so on, because I want to focus on the games. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't run from a lipo. It runs from normal batteries. Okay. Because of that, I added uh, a boost converter to it. Mm. So it can really use all the voltage from the batteries. Like they, they, it can dry them dry, basically, <laughs> cool. to, zero to zero volts. And of course, because I also like this 90s aesthetics, Ooh. I have a, a laser cut case for it. Excellent. That's the great. buttons are just uh, glued from the backside with mm. with. Uh, transparent tape so that that's how they are attached and it looks like ergonomically it's a nice placement and size for the buttons too if you're holding right i i i basically made made it fit my my own fingers and it has usb-c excellent <laughs> so and the uh, built-in speaker uh here cool so pretty nice i2c uh amplifier in there yeah yeah, it's always a hard bit to bright this <laughs> for this camera, but maybe I can show. Um, yeah, if I oh, yeah. kind of angle it, you can <laughs> see there is that, that's an adventure game I, I've been working on. Very cool. And that's in CircuitPython. Right, of course. Excellent. Uh, right. So that's that. Hopefully I can get it. So I, I switched to EDA, EDA uh, for, for designing, so you can mm. now order those things already assembled with one click from, from their CPCB. Okay. So I hope to make this available for, for that so people can just order. The displays are not there, so you would have to add the display yourself, but mostly everything can be assembled. Cool. And the Second thing, last time I was showing my tiny robots, tiny yes. crab robots, so I upgraded one of them. Oh, cool. <laughs> a little bit. So I, I thought, okay, I need to add some uh, driver in there. And uh, here is the switch. We can switch it on. And of course, oh, because this is a demo. <laughs> It refuses to work. Yay. So you have to believe me that it's actually working. I believe you. I believe you. It, it, there are animations I have 
uh, uploaded, so I, I can show that later. And mm. uh, yeah, it's it's really tiny. It fits in your hand. That's it uses cute. those two gram servos, nice. which are, uh, appeared on AliExpress recently. So nice. they are f really fast for for a servo. Yeah, I love the art too. Yeah, and and the PCB art on there, yeah. of course, because I didn't want to make it look like an animal because uh, that's kind of dishonest to make robots that pretend to be living things. So uh, as as a mecha uh, thing, and the battery kind of uh, looks like a backpack. Yeah, that's cool. So that, that's great. That's also yeah. So that's all I have. Excellent. And of course, it runs circuit by. Yes, love it. All right. Oh, well, thank it you. works. There we go. <laughs> oh, no so idea cool. why it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so if you put it on the floor, it will work. Right. Forward. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks, thanks so much for coming by. And those are two really awesome projects. Thank you. Okay, have a good night. Uh, next, we're going to hear from Gary. Hi, everyone. Going? Good new uh, Gary in Australia. <laughs> hey, how are you? Um, so mine's a little bit different. I mean, now normally making projects and stuff, and I'll just show you some of the things that I've done. But the problem that I've got in a small little tidy little uh, study that I'm working in is always having mounting space where I can put mm -hmm. up my projects. So what I'm working on is something called a hex tile. So it's okay. like a little hex hanger. And what it is is uh, all interlinking hex tiles that, and these panels all sort of link next to each other. Oh, cool. um, and what I do is this gives me a whole lot of negatives, right? So I can get little mounting posts that I can mount straight into it. Yeah. And it just fits in gravity. So if I don't like where my uh, projects are, I can just move them around. And having this tiles tiled over the wall, well, I'll just call a, put a hex on it. I can then put up my uh, projects all over the place. So I'll just move the camera around so you can see mm. my progress and what I've done so far. So you can see is I've oh, wow. tiled the entire wall. <clears throat> and just by, I've got even little shelf going up over there with sitting on some mounting posts. Wow. And I've got even my Tron legacy batons that I've made as well. So instead of having um, screws all over sitting in the wall, I've just got this massive panel everywhere. And oh, as you can great. see over here, this is my little LED widgets that I'm adding in as well. So I can put like what I'm going to call a hive mind. So I can also have some lighting going in it as well. So this way, instead of having all the shelves up, I'll take the shelves down and I'll just put up these uh, panels and tile the entire wall. I'll just put a hex on it and... Yeah, the next step from there is, uh, sorry, I'm just taking a bit of time for the my camera, no, okay. sorry about that, <laughs> um, is that I, um, in these, uh, between the tiles as well, you can see there's a little channel running, mm -hmm. and that's just big enough for me to have some wiring in there, and you can see every cell is an entry and an exit point, yeah. so I can run wires between each cell as well, so I can have like USB power points or you know, I could run power to each cell if I want to. So I can always have electronics or lighting in the backlit or something like that as well. So just something that's, extra just to. That's super cool. It's really impressive yeah. looking. Um, have you, do you have it posted up on printables for folks or? One of the, um, so it's just something new that I've just worked on. So yeah. I just thought I'd first bring up, because uh, I know like even on a 3D print and I've got a little Prusa that I've got, but to print one of these takes six hours, which is a bit yeah. much. <laughs> so I know I can put them up, but what I was thinking of doing is just getting the injection mold and having them done for a lot cheaper. So if okay. there are people interested in, you know, I can take it that way. I'm not trying to market anything. I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean, even for myself uh, doing these are about, what, about 
uh, 12 panels at six hours each takes a bit of a while it takes a bit mm. of a time so yeah. um seeing if there's any interest and see how we go from there but yeah very that's cool well, thanks so on. much for uh sharing and as you work on it definitely uh, come back and show us uh how's it going will do thank you all right have a good one all right next we're gonna hear from dj Devin. hello Hi, i'm doing okay i hope you're having a good night liz i am uh, I have a Matrix Portal S3 with four five millimeter pitch panels. Very cool. Uh, and I wanted to show everyone the difference um, and the importance of bit depth. So mm -hmm. this is a five bit depth. Basically, whenever you make an image for Display IO, it's you know an eight bit image with eight bit depth. Um, and the most that you can realistically do with the Matrix Portal S3 is six, and this one is on five. And as you can see, there's a lot of scan lines. It's not very pretty to look at. Mm. So if I drop it down to four, and you'll see that the background image will um, kind of have oh, okay. like, you know, that two bit color, yeah. you know, as you drop down in bits, the, the image quality gets less and less and less. And then if I go down to three, you'll start seeing that there's less artifacts, uh, but it still crashes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's, a, that's an issue with the, uh, with the latest Matrix portal, that they're still working the bugs out, kind of. So let's see if I can do this one. And you'll see, you'll notice that the scan lines with 3-bit is, you know, almost non-existent. Uh, it's mm -hmm. it's much easier on the eyes. You get a little bit of a background image, but as you can see, the background image detail goes drastically down. Yeah. Um, so these are these kind of matrix panels are really for you know two color display. So I'll show you what that looks like with two color. And all I'm doing is dropping the bit depth down to two, and it automatically makes everything solid color. There is no more background image automatically. Mm -hmm. um, it just doesn't have the colors to do it. So then you get this you know massive black you know background with the pretty you know, bright colors, and that's on bit depth too. So there is a big difference if you're planning to make a large matrix portal panel project that the bit depth becomes very important. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming by and showing us that kind of step-by-step -step thing. It's going to be, I think, good yep. to and this, people see the comparison. This runs on a BME 688 uh, ITT semi-sensor, so all of these yes. values that you see here are uh, real. Excellent. All right. Thanks okay. so much, DJ Devin. All right. Have a great night, everyone. Thanks. Bye. All right. Next, we're going to hear from Sophie. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, good. <laughs> good. Um, I just, I don't actually have a project that I built from scratch. I have something that I recently repaired, Very which cool. is this vintage um, 1960s tape recorder that I bought. I've been Super cute. kind of interested in reel-to-reel -reel machines lately. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really like these from the 60s. I'm just going to come down yeah. here. Um, nice. So this is like uh, the kind of tape recorder that they would have, people would have used like um, on their desk just to record like vo voice memos and maybe okay. like voice messages. It wasn't really intended for um, music or anything with like high audio quality. Okay. Um, yeah. But I'll show you where the little tapes are. Ooh. So... Um, so yeah, these are little three inch tapes and this machine was made in Japan. So actually these are, um, more like three and a quarter inch tapes because it's like, uh, millimeters mm -hmm. instead of inches. Um, but, uh, 
when I got it, it didn't actually work very well. Um, there's two motors in here, and I'll just open the back later and, and show you the motors. But um, one of the motors didn't turn very well. The um, volume knob was really scratchy, and um, the there just wasn't any sound coming out. And so I took it apart, and I uh, replaced all the capacitors, and I cleaned out all the potentiometers, wow. and actually got it working. So That's I'll just amazing. see if you can hear it. I'm just play something I recorded. Yeah. Testing, testing, just doing a test, talking into a microphone that is going into my new tape recorder. Let's just hear what this sounds like. That's so cool. So, um, and it, you can see where the rewind is really zippy. Yeah. It's just like so satisfying um, to use this thing. And I'll just, it. it's so simple. It's all... Mm plastic really and some metal parts yeah um, but if i flip it over onto the back you can see the back just lifts off and oh, you can see the, the back yeah this is like kind of a fun old circuit board um it's all screwed in right now so, and it is actually really hard to flip it over without desoldering mm. some of it so okay, yeah. unfortunately can't really show you the front of it but um i can show you some of the capacitors that i didn't end up using and I was fortunately able to source the the replacement capacitors that I needed locally. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, we actually have a pretty good electronics shop just in town. So I just popped over there with my shopping list and I was able to get what I needed. Awesome. But the capacitors are axial capacitors. Um, mm -hmm. They're old. You know, these are really vintage style capacitors yeah. before they ended up going to like radial styles so that you had less like footprint on your PCB, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but this also has kind of an interesting battery yeah. layout. <laughs> <laughs> so what I learned is, um, so this is a twin motor um, design. A lot of these only have one motor and then they have a belt. But um, this one actually has one motor for uh, one motor for forward playing and one motor for rewinding. Oh, I see. Okay. And if you look at these, um, the batteries, the C batteries drive the motors, and the oh. AA batteries drive the amp. So two of the batteries drive the rewind, mm -hmm. and one battery drives the play motor. Oh, so it's cool. literally just double the speed. For yeah. rewind <laughs> as oh, it is for play. Wow, okay, that's cool. Yeah, and if you, um, so what happens when you turn the switches is um, this is known as a rim drive style um, tape player. Okay. So, versus uh, a pinch roller and a capstan style. So, mm -hmm. literally, each motor is touching the underside of, I'll just take the tape out. Mm -hmm. So the motor is actually oh, touching the underside of each of these plates. So one okay. motor is touching here and the other motor is touching here. And when I um, move the switch, it literally just turns one motor on or the other motor. Oh. So okay. it's known as a rim drive, which is not ideal for keeping constant timing, but mm. a pretty interesting mechanism yeah that's really yeah. cool yeah so that's my new little obsession love it and that that's so cool that you repaired it and that was just an excellent walkthrough demo so thanks so much for coming by with that 
Thanks. Oh, one thing mm -hmm. tomorrow, I'm going to be on a stream to launch the new Make issue, yes. which is out now. Um, and it's it's a really cool issue. It's all about cosplay, and there's tons of people who probably Adafruit audience is familiar with in here. Um, and it's tomorrow, I guess, on the Make magazine. Um, I think it's on their YouTube channel. Their YouTube? Okay. It'll be at 7 p.m. Eastern. All right. Uh, definitely drop a link for that into the live broadcast chat. Um, all right. Thanks so much for coming by, Sophie. Thanks. Bye. All right. And now we are going to have Mark play us out. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Hello. It's going great. You? Good, good. So I don't have something new yet to show. My lightning detector works. I have now had a storm a month after I built it. So okay. I could, uh, <laughs> the, as I mean, I told everyone to thank me for the nice weather. I was going to say, like, you prevented all the lightning. That's excellent. Exactly. <laughs> Except the storm that hit us was fairly bad in the end. But okay. it, it works. But the case for it is still work in progress. But while mm -hmm. I was building this, I actually came across the board that got me into electronics eight years ago. So I hope this sort of shows. This yeah. is an Intel Edison. Oh, yeah, I remember those. So yeah. this is from about 2014, 2015, mm -hmm. um, that I was at a conference in San Diego for Gartner and they were talking about the internet of things, which they still are eight years <laughs> later. Yes. I'm sure it'll be here any day now. Um, and there was a workshop where they gave these out to build. Uh, so I fell in love with this in instantly. There was uh, some Seed Studio sensors they gave mm -hmm. us with it. We could hook it up to Twitter through Wi-Fi at the time. Oh, cool. Um, and then they gave away all these boards by lottery to uh, anyone who attended. Oh. So I was lucky enough to get one of them. Nice. Uh, which is interesting. If I never got on this board, I'm not sure where I would yeah, have ended up. It's funny how that stuff works out. Yeah. So I just came across this. It's no longer supported. What I did find interesting yeah. is... I just received this much smaller TNC 4.1 yeah. um, to play with synth IO. That TNC has all the power and more that that Intel Edison did all the years ago, <laughs> uh, but now in a much smaller form factor with a lot uh, more ability to do things with it. Yeah, it's it's amazing how much um, the hardware has changed because even um, we were talking about with uh, the D20 that Philby just worked on with uh, Rose Brothers and then I just worked on the Adabot clock that uh, Philby had also worked on. How like it used to take like five huge boards and now like it's everything's getting smaller and more compact. So Exactly. Yeah. I I was trying to build my weather station that, I, that really got me into electronics on the, the Edison board. But it was still running Linux. There's no way you could run that low power. Yeah. There's just a lot of lot to overcome versus that's how I actually sort of found out about Adafruit. I was searching for alternatives, got a Feather M0, and from now this I'm here. History. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, Mark, for coming by and showing that. And uh, we love that you've become such a, a big positive part of the oh. community. And props to you, your community member when I first showed up. Oh, yeah. And I saw you there every week and I was like, I want to do that. So that's a great message to anyone else watching who hasn't been on. Yeah. I, uh, full disclosure, like I was terrified the first time I went on show and tell, like shaking. Um, and but it, we're very friendly, I promise. And um, we just want to, you know, see your projects and uh, 
just let you become a part of this positive community. So thanks so yep. much, Mark. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right, have a good night. And that's going to do it for tonight's show and tell. Thank you, everyone, for coming by. Super awesome projects. In just two minutes, uh, we'll be asking an engineer with uh, Lady Ada and Mr. Lady Ada. Uh, thanks, and have a good night. Bye.